This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 286, End of the Funnel Marketing. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program. It's Jason Lynette and continuing throughout this month of August, a few solo episodes specifically giving you some of the strategies building your hypnosis business, though more so kind of giving you some of the philosophies that are driving a bit of an ongoing project that's in the works, as well as some of the bigger, let's call them epiphanies of running a business over the last couple of years. For those of you that this program might be new to, well, welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast program that I've been putting out now for well over over six years, and the origins of my local brick-and-mortar business, Virginia Hypnosis, the foundation of that was laid back in November of 2009, and then prior to that, working full-time as a stage hypnotist, though an industry that I kind of removed myself from a number of years ago, respectfully perfect timing for the world to kind of shut down and not a whole lot of social gatherings going on, though, though take a look over at um, the information that I've seen Michael Mesmer and Richard Barker putting out some really cool, helpful information to keep that industry alive and well, which in many ways may also kind of play into this week's content. Which let's lay the foundation, which I gave you that brief sort of 12 second bio, because it's where the nature of doing anything over an extended period of time, you start to begin to refine the things that you do, you start to, you know, kind of go after that 80-20 principle, what's actually driving the business, what's actually bringing people in. So let's seemingly sidebar for a moment, though you're going to see this is exactly on track with the content that I'm about to share. There's a dialogue that ever since my origins in hypnosis, I could not consciously buy into. The dialogue of the resistant client, or even so, the dialogue of the secondary gain client. And a little while ago, I had Jess Marion on the program, and we kind of unraveled and unpacked the whole concept of secondary gain. The bigger picture being that there are a whole lot more inflexible practitioners than there are resistant clients. And it's one of those statements, in the words of the comedian Bill Maher, I don't know if this is a fact, but I just know that it's true. If we operate from that premise, we become a whole lot more flexible in the nature of what we're doing. Why? Because now we're looking at what can we do differently to better serve the client, and by doing so, help them get to the result that, respectfully, they are paying us to help them to then achieve. So it's all from a very positive mindset, and credit back to Jeffrey Ronning, back in the days of StageHypnosisCenter.com, now one part of the incredible automation system called Stealth Seminar. You can find details of that over at the show notes and WorkSmartHypnosis.com. But I heard Jeffrey say in terms of stage hypnosis, operate from two specific hypnotic presuppositions. Statement number one, I'm going to have more volunteers than I could possibly need. Statement number two, they're all going to be responsive to my hypnotic suggestion in a way that's necessary to pull off this program, or some other paraphrase of that. So it's from these two presuppositions, we're crushing that internal belief structure that no one's going to volunteer. What if I can't hypnotize them? So no, instead, I'm going to have more people than I need, 
and they're going to demonstrate whatever I need to see to get them to the appropriate level of hypnotic suggestibility to pull off this program. And I, I modified that ever since day one, thanks to Jeffrey's work, modifying that specifically for working with clients. This person is going to demonstrate everything I need to help them to get to the right level of hypnotic suggestibility to affect the change. And statement number two, and here's a groundbreaking perception to bring into your sessions. Hey, this person's ready. This person's motivated. So as much as I get up and I say that, let's let's call something out here. There are some who are, let's call it this way, more motivated than others. How's that for a little bit of a modification? Let's go a little George Orwell on this. All client motivation is created equal, though some are more equal than others. Where are my nerds at on this one? So what if there was a mechanism to guarantee the fact that we were working with those people who were willing to you know, demonstrate that motivational factor. And there's a couple of different principles around this that I'll share here in a moment. The, the other side of this goes back to this idea of, again, looking at the client and how do we gauge their readiness to produce change, but also how do we fit this into a business context? Because yes, we are hypnotists. Yes, we're hypnotherapists. Yes, we are actually running a business. Otherwise, you might just have a rather expensive hobby. And the better I've found that I run what I do as a business, the more clients I end up seeing, the more people I end up serving. Here's a person who found me just about a week or two ago and had a very specific fear. And the result of her talking to a guy who quit smoking with me, she had never considered she had never considered hypnosis even as a possibility because she had never heard of it used in that context. And as early as now, the fear is virtually gone, and the number of referrals that are coming in right now directly from this relationship, which have made even better because I have a specific system that makes it even easier for those referral, referral sources to find me. So again, it's a hypnosis business, and this is the real origin of all that I do. When I was at the this is not a slight to the NGH. It just happened to be at the NGH convention. Someone who walked by my vendor table, where at the time I had a product called Hypnosis Business Bootcamp, which is now called Hypnotic Business Systems. You can check that out for more business stuff like this. Check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. It's the all-access pass. My hypnosis business training library. Learn the systems that have run a multiple six-figure hypnosis business for going on 10 years plus running. So someone walks by my table and it's from an extremely arrogant position that they go, oh, it's so nice you have that hobby of working on your website. I'm more interested in helping my clients. And that was not a characterization. It was probably said more demeaning and arrogantly than what I just projected here, to which I had a simple follow-up question. How many clients did you see last week? And they go, I only can handle like two or three appointments a week because they come in with their problems and it just wears me down, to which... My internal response was, then you're identifying with the wrong part of your client. If you identify with your client's result and bring them along for the ride, every session is good to great. And I'm nowadays walking out of the office with nearly the same energy I had walking in because, and this is my little ingredient inside for unstoppable confidence in the work, no matter what your problem may have been, no matter what traumatic or problematic experiences you may have been through in the past, here comes a little complex equivalence. The fact that you're in front of me here today means that you're not in those old situations anymore. And even further, another complex equivalence, I know, the fact that you've hired me to help you 
means that you can identify here's this problematic structure of your life that doesn't need to be there. So let's break it and let's introduce a better structure. There's got to be a better way. Thank you, Ron Popeil. So that's the whole mindset going into it. So I only can see two or three people a week because they come in with their problems. And that's what something clicked for me to realize I was at the time before kids seeing upwards of 25 to 35 clients a week, and I was serving more people. And I was getting just as good, if not probably better results because of the association that I was making. Therefore, here comes the better I run what I do as a business, the better I'm able to serve my clients. It all correlates. It all connects. So that's where I'd say to many of you who are holding back from marketing, promoting, ooh, dare I say it, even paying for appropriate effective advertising, you can track and actually prove a result. How do you like that as a modification rather than just saying advertising? (laughs) Many people are just throwing ads at a homepage. That's a whole other topic. So this is where you owe it to your clients to run a thriving business because by doing so, you can serve them even better. There you go. So this is where we bring this all now full circle to the epiphany, the transition, the growth that I went through a number of years ago. And I'll tell you consistently every other month or so, I kind of take a step back and I look at what I'm doing and go, how do I do this one thing even further? And here's the statement. I called it end of the funnel positioning for the podcast episode this week for the reason that that'll fit on the little banner on iTunes and, you know, Google Play and Stitch and all these other Stitcher and all these other things better. But the real catchphrase that I use is position yourself at the end of the funnel. That's the constant phrase. And maybe it'll be one of those things. I've been wanting to do something for a while of print out specific phrases or even hire some graphic person to create like motivational posters for me with the stuff that I consistently come back to. So position yourself at the end of the funnel. So just to break down this funnel marketing concept, it all begins with content The first entry into your sales marketing funnel is a metaphor, yes, but it begins with the idea of content. So let's look at content as the stuff they can read about you on your own website, the stuff they can read about you in some news article, some media piece, perhaps. Free information is content. The next step down from the content is that of what can often be called a lead magnet, If you've followed the guy, Jeff Walker, he calls it an ethical bribe, some sort of free offer. Now, here's the catch. They are most often exchanging something that is not money in order to get the free information. So the most obvious format of this is enter in your email address to get this free thing. I used to have on the Stop Smoking page of virginiahypnosis.com, and I now give the license rights of this whole 10 email sequence to my students in hypnotic business systems. Kick the habit, seven steps towards successful smoking cessation, which is a lot of S's, but it was a 10 email sequence that was educating and informing people, which the only way they can get it was to quote, purchase it by submitting their email address. And then that would give them access to the material. Or if you've seen me do a free webinar, if you've seen me, uh, I used to have a, you can be hypnotized, discover how sort of uh, training process on the Virginia Hypnosis website. We've recently changed the structure of the Virginia Hypnosis website to make it one and only end of the sidewalk, which is that velvet rope strategy of click here to schedule time to speak, fill out this application, which is, again, basically a lead magnet offer. The free thing that they're going to get is going to be my time. And the only way to get that 
is to fill out a rather extensive application. We're going to come back to that as a major concept here, by the way. So next step down from the lead magnet is something often referred to as a tripwire, which is a horrible name. But what it refers to is that now they're getting something of value, but they have to pay for it. Though traditionally, and here are the giant air quotations again, traditionally it's going to be a low-cost purchase, but it doesn't have to be. But in most cases, it'll be a low-cost purchase. So for example, again, something we took down from the Virginia Hypnosis website to further refine the messaging was that here's the take 10 to relax. Get this 10-minute stress relief hypnosis session you can make use of on your own to teach you a method you can do practically anytime, anywhere, and no one knows you're doing something. It's a 10-minute stress relief audio program ending with an anchor. I'm giving you the lingo behind the scenes, which the people who would buy that $10 program, which again, those of you inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, I just give you the license rights to reproduce that product with your own name on it. It's in the Create Hypnotic Product section there. So that's that take 10 to relax which was then a bit of a paid infomercial, delivering massive content, absolutely delivering the thing that I promised. But then from there, pulling back and going, hey, for more like this, here's how you can get further. Which, by the way, in my head, I'm never using the terminology of an upsell. Yes, it is an upsell. But in my head, if I label it as an upgrade, the sales writing process now takes care of itself. Hey, you can keep using this brief audio program to see some great results in life over time, though I know it's a little bit of a non-specified referential index. I know some people want to create those results faster and more consistently. And for that, here's how we work together. So there you go. There's an example of I was selling a program, which who was it? Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels fame, which you can find links to that over at the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com to get a, I think if we get, have a, Yes, it's an affiliate link, but it gives you like a free month. But what it does is, his quote is, if you can somehow earn money while you're acquiring new leads and clients, you've got a million dollar business. And I'd absolutely agree with that sentiment. So I was selling, just by having that $10 program on the website itself, that was bringing in, you know, not a massive amount, but I'm not going to shake a stick at 450 or so dollars a month passive income coming in just by having a product sit on the website, which again, we took that down because we decided to go more direct response with the one and only one offer of the velvet rope strategy, as I call it. So what have we done so far? Content, lead magnet, tripwire. Now we're into the core offer, which by the way, most people in business in our industry, and this does not mean that they're doing it correctly. I think this is a flaw. Most people are just focused on selling their con their core offer. Call this number to book an appointment. I would say your clients are not yet qualified to make that decision. And here's the real message here. If I position myself now at the end of the funnel, as in the time that you get to spend with me comes deeper into that experience, well, what now happens? You are now much more qualified to work with me. You now are demonstrating your willingness to follow my instructions to then get a result. You are much more conditioned that, check this one out, even before I quote you the exact rates it's going to be, you have already decided that this is the thing that's going to help you. So once again, thesis statement of this week's episode, you owe it to your clients to run a more successful funnel-based business. So start to brainstorm. Let's give you some strategies to start to look at, which yes, some of you that are in 
hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. You have a lot of these things you can just slap your name on and make use of right away. But start to ask yourself, what are some of those content pieces that you can create? Which here's an action step. Your website should have a homepage because that's the page of your website. <laughs> your website should have a homepage. But then if you work on various different issues, you need to have a different page for each of those individual issues. Each of these pages should have a video of you talking directly at the lens of the camera, sharing stories, insights, and education as to why and how hypnosis works for that thing. Then from there, minimum, a couple of bullet points. Here's the formula for bullet points. Feature, so benefit to result. That's like $200,000 worth of copy, uh, uh, copywriting training in just one sentence. <laughs> Feature, so benefit to result. You're going to learn my limitless self-hypnosis. That's a feature. To feature so, so you can hypnotize yourself easily on your own time. That's the benefit to result to strengthen the changes long after we work together. So now we're actually building in a persuasive ethical influence cycle, which is now further adding value. And then the bottom of the page call to action. So headline, video, couple of bullet points for extra credit, throw in some testimonials, throw in some research, pull that from scholar.google.com, appropriately give credit where it's due, call to action at the bottom of the page. So the ideal hypnosis website should have multiple pages, you know, all pointing at different issues, which are then expanding the content that you provide. Inside of that now is where you want to further deepen the rapport by offering more value. This is where you can sell a product. Again, appropriate. I'm not going to say shameless because there's no shame in offering something you know that will change people's lives. For those of you in hypnotic business systems, look at the product creation webinar series we just put out there, which changes the dynamic that it's no longer just the single use audio for like, you know, 27 bucks. Let's offer a full system for like $97, $197. Because I'll tell you right now, we're in the midst of restructuring a lot of what I do to only be working with the clients who have already gone through a specific product line position yourself at the end of the funnel, where easily now you are the premium service. This is where I'll tell you, my opinion changed on this a number of years ago. I used to be the one who would say, don't put the hypnosis audio program free download or opt-in offer on your website, because there's some people who will listen to that and they won't follow the instructions and thereby by not following the instructions, they won't get the result. And then they're going to go, hypnosis doesn't work and they're not going to hire you. Well, guess what? I still say the same thing, but that's actually now a benefit because don't you want those people in your office who are already, this is the value of a suggestibility test when it's used appropriately. Go back to my episode we did a while ago on hypnotic priming with convincers, that experience where now we are conditioning those people to be more successful. And the one who did my handling of Michael Elner's detox emotional triggers, the collapsing anchors process. The people who have gone through that and utilized that and got a result are now coming into my process with an even greater expectation. They're self-identifying as somebody who is going to follow my instructions and get a result, which means we can run that loop of a pattern over and over and create some phenomenal success in a rapid amount of time. I used to say that, uh, again, suggestibility, the ability to take in information and weigh it and decide whether or not it's useful for us. I've become more suggestible. So I used to say, don't do the group demo if you're doing a live talk. Why? Because some people 
one, won't be compliant, and two, because of that, won't get the result, and three, be sitting there going, I don't know if I was hypnotized. Well, respectfully, that person probably wasn't going to come into your office in the first place. Let's call it out. However, that other group of people in the room who were following every instruction, experiencing some really cool things, and by doing so, got some significant results in a matter of a few minutes with you at a free talk at a dry chicken lunch at a rotary meeting, you know, that's that group of people who are now boosting up that expectation, boosting up that value of what you do, and are now ready to come into your process and follow every instruction, get every result. And these are those people who are highly motivated. So to bring it all full circle, let's quote Anthony Gailey, who is amazing in what he's done over the years. And I love what he said about how he selected volunteers for a stage hypnosis demonstration. Would you rather bring up the people who you hope you can hypnotize or work with the people who are already living there? And doesn't that ring true now? So position yourself at the end of the funnel, your task. What extra appropriate steps can you put in front of what you do? And just some sidelines to mind. If you go through the hypnotic pricing formula workshop, which just go to hypnoformula.com, that's going to give you some insights about how I do my pricing. This is a free on-demand webinar, which then act surprised will give you an opportunity to pick up my entire velvet rope training for like 27 bucks really affordable. It's a complete business action plan. And this is where I nowadays don't answer my own phone. And in fact, there's a voicemail that very clearly says, you're welcome to leave a voicemail, but here's the better way to get in contact with me. If I get an email, I send people to that velvet rope strategy. Why? Because the people who are willing to jump through those appropriate Almanian hoops are the ones who are identifying, they're ready to make a change, they are serious about what they do, and they're already putting value to it in the shape of the income, the payment for the sessions. So in all that you do, imagine what would happen if someone had to fill out an application to talk to you. Imagine the changes that would occur in your business if somebody has already gone through a product of yours before they ever signed up for your services. Or let's credit Inez Simpson for something. Imagine the efficiency you would bring to your sessions if they've already listened to a specific hypnotic audio program a few times before even coming in. Imagine the results and the sort of resiliency you can create in your client if they've already learned a few self-hypnosis strategies from a video even before you first met in real time in person together or on Zoom. So position yourself at the end of the funnel. What kind of changes can you create in your hypnosis business? Hey, it's Jason Lynette here. And once again, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for engaging in the dialogue with it in the public work smart hypnosis community on Facebook. And for more like this, head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That's the all access pass to my hypnosis training library, though. Here's a freebie. Yes, it's a lead magnet. Head over to hypnoformula.com. That's the all-access pass to my on-demand hypnotic pricing formula workshop. You're going to learn how I create high-value programs, and yes, that will give you an opportunity to learn more about Velvet Rope Strategy, which as of now, the time of this recording, is just 27 bucks. It's a full business plan. It's one of the things I've received the best feedback on over the years. But go through that hypnoformula.com on-demand webinar to see the value of that and discover what that's going to do for you. And then, of course, get it, implement it, and make it rain. I'm Jason Lynette. Please keep washing your hands, and I'll see you all soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. <laughs>